Good day, cunts. It's the musical episode. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Not Just Tentacles, where I, Rachel, attempt to demystify animation. And I, Ruth, I'm not mystified because it's animation and I like, I like that stuff. I'm not that uh, well into anime, but I do like animation. Yeah, Looney Tunes and Tech Savory. Oh yeah, this is the Plague House. We've all had Plague House. We've all had stinking colds. Look, you brought it home, not me. I don't know. I think it was fresh as flu. Actually, certainly, it seems to have happened have after after we went to the uni on our anniversary. But there you go. So today we're going to be talking about the recent Hell of a Boss Halloween special. Let me just try and remember the full title. It's Mammon's Magnificent Musical Mid-Season Special. And if that is wrong, I do apologise. I'm just thinking Mr. Magorium's Magical Emporium. <laughs> yep, only not magical whatsoever. So the show opens with uh, very young Fizz and Blitz at a Mammon concert. We see the man himself. He is like Oogie Boogie crossed with a Christmas tree and automatically established himself as a complete creeper. So he's basically... Why is he like a Christmas tree? Um, bad Santa, I guess. Because he is meant to be like the ultimate jester, isn't he? Only, of course, in his case, not oh, funny yeah, and a, a derivative ha- hack. He yeah. does have a Harley Quinn vibe. Mm. Like, before Harley Quinn got sexy, when Harley Quinn looked like your mum. <laughs> so um, he basically says that he wants her to be a pageant where they establish the new face of his brand. And obviously Fizz is going, me, 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 me. And as he talks and outs himself as a pedo, which is just gross, because he's saying that he's... Uh, hang on, wait, Mammon does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, no, not either of our guys. And um, so he's saying that basically he wants a kid that he can exploit and then possibly make sex robots out of. Although there is the funniest joke. Hang on. I don't think it necessarily means that he's a paedophile. It's more like, you know, the um, Louis Walsh. uh, Who's the guy with his pants up by his ears? Oh, Sam Cowell. Yeah. Yeah, and who was the guy that managed to take that? They had normally were called Nigels or Martins, and double had double barrel names in the nineties. So like record companies, Vengali yeah. types. I I don't know. He definitely gives an aura of offness, and his groupies are robots that look like Fizz. So he he, he is a thoroughly unpleasant character. But it does have the funniest joke in the episode, to my way of thinking anyway, because he's going on about how women just aren't funny, just as Viv's name flickers up on the screen as the main writer. Yeah. Yeah. So I liked that. And Blitz is really not impressed because he keeps going on. um, Mammon keeps going on about how whoever this person is will be the son that he never had, which obviously makes him think of his dad. But poor Fizz still has stars in his eyes and thinks that this would be the best thing ever. So they leave the concert and... um, Blitz is talking about, do they really have to waste all their spendings on Mammon just throwing up and assaulting them with clowns and so on? He threw up. Um, that, that's what Finn says he did, yeah. But we did, Blitz said. I mean, we didn't see it happen, but that's what Blitz says. So he really was Show not... Show, don't tell, Bibsy. <laughs> Show, don't tell. And um, just as you're having a lovely moment between these two, establishing their friendship, you get to hear Fizz's real voice. And he is surprisingly like Moxie, which suggests that Blitz does have a type in both his friends and his wannabe love interests. So um, 
Blitz is telling him that he's good enough for the imp circus. He's already plenty famous. But if anybody deserves to be the face of clowning, then it's him. But then suddenly this nut job appears. I don't, I don't know whether this person is the same age as them or whether it's a creepy adult, which is even worse. But then he starts um, going on to fears about how... I get the impression he's like a teenager. Yeah, a really fuggly he teenager like, about like their Steve age. Smith from American Dad. Only sinister and unhinged. Well, yes. So, so he, Steve Smith. Well, true. So he grabs hold of Fizz and starts going on about the wonderful double act <laughs> they could be and about how they should have a romantic ballroom dance together. And, what? and Blitz is like, Ugh, back off, fuck off, etc. And, and he does use the exact same phrase to Stryker. So I'm convinced they were trying to draw parallels between that bit with him and Stryker because he was just like weird fucking pitch fuck off while of course with striker it was like that was a fucking good pitch but of course he was just lying to to keep the act going but either way this guy he is effectively the face of every viv ante and he does seem to have been inspired by a real person that harassed her over has been so um he t- what, i could have been an animator yeah that sort of guy the, the, the sort of people that think that just because they've watched a few cartoons, that therefore means that they're entitled to talk about anything to do with animation and talk down to anybody that has different ideas from them. What, so, you mean like us? <laughs> no, we're not like that. And he instantly turns on Fizz and tells him that his act is trash and so on. And um, Blitz, once this guy is gone, he just tells him not to worry about him. And then we crash into the present. So you have... Bang! <laughs> yeah, bang, etc. Pow. <laughs> kaplunk, not kaplunk. What was the other Batman noise? <laughs> Splat. I, I'm not too sure. But either way, so the pageant has been going for some time now and Fizz wins every single year. And um, Ozzy is deeply concerned because being a good boyfriend, he can see that the toll that working for Mammon is taking on him. And <laughs> he really doesn't like him because as he points out, he's known him since the beginning of hell, which again makes you wonder, are they fallen angels? Were they just manifested in hell but either way he's like mammon has always sucked i don't like him doing this to you i definitely don't like him making me make sex bots of you and fizz is like it doesn't matter it's just a robot i need to do this for me because it's clear that fizz has major insecurity issues whether they stem from his disability or earlier as a child star and being a hyper perfectionist that bit i i it triggered me the whole disability thing wanting to show you're as good as everybody else Mm. if not better this was a very hard episode to watch for that reason because being a dyspraxic i've often felt like i'm having to work extra hard in order to even just be on par with everybody else never mind being exceptional like same with my eye problem fizz obviously feels that he has to be and ozzy feels like he's not getting through to him whatsoever so he rings through to blitz who as he wonderfully summarizes him was best friend then sworn enemy then rekindle friend hero etc oh yeah and blitz is first sitting on the sofa eating cereal and then he's eating some cheese covered in hot sauce or something so it's like yeah this is the man that's managed to pull princes and pop stars and he's basically this little gremlin with his mouth full of food basically it's you isn't it and when he realizes <laughs> who he's talking to he's like tripping over his words and going oh sinfulness blah, 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 blah. and um ozzy establishes that he thinks that he can succeed where he hasn't and convince fizz ozzy's got uh two 
two skulls, like two like goat skulls. It's a lapels. it's a ram and a man. But oh, yeah, a ram and a man. Yeah, and they're, they're sh- yeah, hey. and they're showing He's his emotions. And oh yeah, by the way, um, <laughs> Blitz is watching looks suspiciously like My Little Pony Yuri. So that made me laugh. So he's watching these two lady horses snog. <laughs> Special interests, I guess. Uh. Um, yeah. but I mean, you know, you grew up watching Welsh Channel Four. So. <laughs> yeah, not much difference there. Yeah. So, um, so Blitz sort of says, you know what? All right, I agree. I used to have stronger opinions, and one of my particular strengths is convincing people that other people suck. So, yeah, why not? So, the next thing we see, they're coming out of the car at the clown pageant. Fizz is none the wiser as to why Blitz is there. Blitz is wearing his wonderful body car costume with the um with the with the shades oh, yeah. and, and the, the black suit and like the tie the yeah, yeah he looks great and then mammon appears and the way he treats fizz is just so skin crawlingly awful and you can see blitz looking absolutely revolted while he's looking at it so he's fat shaming him i mean he's grabbing his face he, he's just basically being horrendous he's being the full jimmy savile <laughs> really really nasty or oh, harvey weinstein whichever you prefer either way just predatory exploitative fucker and, and um and i know some people have Herbie said McNagnet. i know some people have gone oh isn't this hypocritical because he doesn't mind luna fat shaming people but one he loves luna and two anybody can see that mammon is a dick and he actually and also luna is a grumpy Almost teenager. She is a troubled young adult with poor coping mechanisms. What's <clears throat> Mammon's excuse? And yeah, Blitz actually does say to him that he saw through him when he was a kid when he had to pay for his overpriced show. But Mammon just brushes it off. He just thinks, oh, well, it, it, doesn't he call him a dumpster diver? Although I, I, I do I do like um, that they carry on with the whole Blitz falling out of the car or Blitz falling into things like face planting on the ground. I so. love that. So Blitz is a wonderful friend to Fizz throughout this episode. He's always encouraging him. He supports him when he has a panic attack. He tells him that he is enough. I mean, he even says to him, you were good enough for us when you had him fretting about um, the whole mammon thing. He's lovely. Um, The main rivals for the um, clown pageant turn up. They're a pair of sisters called, I think, Glitz and Glam. They're the Glam sisters. And they're clownfish. Yeah, they're sexy clownfish. They don't look like fish. Who look like a cross between um, flocks and Jetson and the Kardashians and they kind of reminded me of the misfits with the whole oh we're going to destroy you we're going to win attitude yeah but that's just standard in but America. they're just not funny but I think this is just a comment on unfunny untalented well I don't know I think their song is about him because it's a song from the trailer that's been well, in my head down, on and off I think it's probably I the... heard it the once it made no impact on me maybe the second best song in this episode but anyway um, Blitz was like I didn't care about this now but then you pile drive those sluts or something like that so his own inimitable way of oh and there's a lovely moment where um, Fizz is talking to a deaf little boy oh yes I love that which has annoyingly become controversial because you're getting all these idiots who obviously haven't been paying attention go why is a deaf kid in hell and it's like because he was born there you've seen all your other main characters be little kids so what's wrong he's with this kid limp. he's not a de- yeah he's not a and I can see that Fizz well not only has learnt sign language because there must have been a point at which he couldn't hear or couldn't talk after the accident but he does seem to think 
whoa, this kid's brave because he's going around with his horns out, which Fizz never does. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he talks to this little boy and tells him he can be anything that he wants to be. And it's lovely. But then this moment shortly afterwards gets hijacked by none other than the creepy fan who is still obsessed with Fizz 15 years later with a review blog and everything. Oh, um, what was it? I'm fucking Fizz, but not in a sexy way with loads and loads of dot org, dot com, whatever. And you want to go blitz, just just destroy the guy. The but at this point, he just kind of hits him around the face with his gun or something and he falls back. So we go into the pageant. And again, I, re- I mean, I love normally, I normally love musical numbers and things set during concerts and so on. I was bored. Yeah, it looks great. I liked the rap montage to the people performing and I liked the Clown Sisters number, but I, I did just think that this... What is point? Well, not even that. I just felt it was almost like they were trying to duplicate what they did with Queen Bee, only that was about characters that I like because, don't get me wrong, I do like Fizz, but he's a secondary character. I just thought, why are we spending the longest episode you know of the show so far? massive fucking Broadway stars well, yeah, that is playing true. sideways roles and they're like, oh yeah, we've got to use him for something. But No, if you're going to use them as a side character, have them be a side character. I just felt like Blitz was being sidelined in his own show because my favourite bits in this episode were all the Blitz bits because I really I, I am very much missing Moxie and Millie we haven't seen them for two episodes now I'm going on strike <laughs> don't say that but you know what no, I mean I, I would I would have been happy with this episode if it had been further down the line like maybe the end of the series but to have Water Wolf Fizz with no sign of Millie, Moxie, Luna. I was just like, because... Nobody really likes Fizz that much. Well, actually, he does have a lot of fans. But unless you're a Fizz fan, I don't see what this episode has to offer. Well, well, so are you saying that back in the days of Home Improvement, where they just had a neighbour who was just like a hat over the top of the back (laughs) fence... Well, there should be a whole musical episode about the neighbour with the hat and the back of... uh, Peeping over the back of the fence. His entire life. No, it's... It's egotistical. I just miss IMP. And they don't even necessarily have to be going on missions killing people. I just miss the dynamic between them. I really miss the comedy duo of Blitz and and Moxie because that's what got me into the show in the first place. It would be like an episode of the Golden Girls from the point of view of Dorothy's ex, Stanley, with his dodgy wig. I just felt like this was either to... um, Maybe launch a spin-off about Fizz and Ozzy, which but unfortunately, unfortunately, I would not oh. be interested in. Yeah. Or two, to establish Mammon as a character. And again, I'm not that fussed about Mammon. I mean, he is vile and he's well acted by he's the voice actor, but, but he's not. He, he's not an engrossing asshole. That sounds so disgusting. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know, you know what I mean? For To be an utter asshole, a proper villain, you have to be charismatic. So look at the ultimate villain actor in the history of mankind. Tim Curry? Humankind. Well, to, uh, I was, well there's Tim Curry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he always he has, has the whole oodles hey, of charisma and he usually has a good villain song. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. 
a sea of mud mud. I mean, okay, another thing I liked about this... Uh, but uh, also, Alan, Alan Rickman. Yeah, that, that is true. Alan Rickman just, just walk into a film. Meryl die, Streep. Die Hard. Die Hard was Alan Rickman's first ever movie. Can you believe that? And yet he just completely nailed being a movie villain. From... Before that, he was a panto villain in the UK. Pantomime <laughs> villain. But either way, I mean, I do like Fizz and Ozzy in this episode. I love what a supportive boyfriend Ozzy is. I love their dynamic. The song that they sang together was really cute, although I didn't find it very memorable. I mean, it's nice seeing a queer couple have a romantic duet together. I mean, I can only count that on like... Maybe one hand. I didn't have the emotional investment for that. The bit I, I thought was nice when you saw Ozzy comforting, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, comforting uh, Fizz when he took his his wig off and explo exposed his horn. Yeah, that that was well, not his wig, his hat. That that was a very sort of sad, striking moment because this is the first time that we've seen him with his horn showing since the accident. And um, it, he, he and his burns, and you see his original, but his mark like blitz on his forehead. And he really doesn't believe he's good enough for Ozzy. He seems to think that it will only be him being famous that makes Ozzy love him. But he points out, Ozzy points out that he loves, him, he would love him without this, and he would be famous on his own without Mammon anyway. And I do actually like that. Um, oh, first. They have this lovely romantic moment, which then gets interrupted by the stalker, who blitz shoots through the head, and his head kind of falls apart in a kind of heart shape, so it's framing Fizz and Ozzy. And um, then um, Fizz goes, Blitz goes, oh, so you are an item then. Congratulations, you fucking hypocrites. And I'm glad somebody called it out, because even though we like Fizz and Ozzy now, what they did in Ozzy's was awful. It was hypocritical. He was being public publicly outed him and Stolas. And the way that Blitz sees it, him and Stolas haven't been the same ever since. As far as we can tell, they haven't had sex. Um, they've just had very odd meetings. And may I point out, Blitz and Stolas have not interacted on screen for an entire year. The last time we saw them together was seeing stars. Otherwise, they've only talked on the phone. So... As far as he can see, these two caused on, which was the their episode, estrangement. Which was the episode where... Uh, Stolas ended up in hospital. That's Western Energy, but even then they spoke on the phone and Blitz was too busy with Luna to come and help him. So we haven't seen them together all this time. And going from the text messages we saw in Western Energy, they've been mutually keeping distance from each other. It's just bad communication. But either way, I was glad Blitz finally called it out because at the time you had a lot of people going, ooh, it serves them right, but it didn't. It was a shitty thing to do. And um, I, I think that now everybody has got like a full grasp of the facts that they would feel bad about it. So you get Fizz going back on stage and performing. And this is where he does his big fuck you number to Mammon. Which it I, is a literally fuck you number. It's, it's great. It's very Eurovision-y. It's got all these um, great um, sort of silhouette type effects of Mammon abusing him. Mammon being as thick as two short planks is like, I don't get what this is about. And sort of starts <laughs> laughing at the bits that are obviously representing him kind of abusing Fizz. So he just like, doesn't get it. Abusing, what? 
what 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 sort of abuse are we talking? To? Well, he's some um, stamping on him, hitting on him. You see a gallery of paintings. Hitting on it? What? Hey, baby. No, no, no. Hit, sort of physically abusing him. Uh. You, you've got a kind of gallery of pictures in the background that show him doing all sorts of horrible and cruel and demeaning things to him. So he just Bastard. isn't getting it. And Ozzy at one. Oh, hang on. Wasn't this what happened in the Me Too moment? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is that pretty You've much. You've got all those producers going, I don't know what they're on about. Yeah, they're like, ooh, well, they were grateful enough to be famous. Ooh, that doesn't describe anybody I know. And Ozzy wonderfully goes up to him. He goes, it's about you. And he just isn't getting it. And um, and he's just sitting there in the middle of his web, stuffing his face and just being... He's a spider. Um, well, we saw him turn into a giant spider towards the end, didn't we? But anyway, back back to this. I don't remember that. Yeah, Oz, I don't remember that. Ozzy, um, he is watching Fizz and enjoying himself. And in fact, he's enjoying himself a little bit too much. He looks down, sees he's got a massive boner and hides behind the curtain while he's blushing. So that was quite cute. So you have um, Fizz yeah, going... I didn't really see that from the detail of the so animation. finally... Finally, he says, uh, Mammon, you, you sack of shit, fuck you, or something. And then Mammon realises, and he's going, me? And just looking completely astonished. So everybody in the audience loves this. The crowd goes wild. And then um, Fizz goes, oh, yeah, by the way, I quit. And then that is when Mammon goes completely ballistic. And he first he turns into a, is it a cocoon surrounded by lightning? He turns into a cocoon, and then he turns into a giant spider version of himself because all of the seven deadly sins seem to have a sort of massive Godzilla-y type um, equivalent. And um, so you've got Fizz standing up to Mammon and you have... Um, Sorry. You, it's all right. She, she, she really does have the worst cold in the history of civilization. I thought Not mine was history. bad. But um, anyway... Ozzy stands in front of him. He, he makes himself up to his full size and he's all flaming and phoenixy. And um, Mammon's all... Right, he he's like, seems to be like a phoenix rooster. And um, Phoenix cock. <laughs> well, quite <laughs> flaming cock. Hey, hey. Nando's, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, so Mammon is like, oh, you wouldn't want your little secret to get out. And this is where it's totally swoon-inducing. And Ozzy is like, what, you mean I love him? Well, I don't care, I do. And, You're shouting. And yeah, he's, well, I'm just conveying what Ozzy sounds like at I this know, point. I know, it is early in the morning. And, um, and then, as you can imagine, the crowd are like, yay, we know it, we knew it, we knew it. And bloody Wally Watford is there and is like, I say, I say. Holy shit! And so a, what what is the obsession with Wally Wackford? Um, I think he's just um a favourite among the crew. I mean, obviously he's played by um what one of the sort of main secondary voice actors. See this? I just don't like this. I oh, have to admit. I mean, it's emotional wanking. No, not emotional wanking. What is what's what's the phrase I'm looking for? It's ego ego wank. Ego massage? Ego I, wanking. I mean, I, I do think it's like, well, you know, if you could have had the time to put Wally Wackford in there, then why couldn't you just have had like Stuck a... Stuck a, a Have a little cameo from Moxie or Millie or Luna. They didn't even have to talk. They could just have been there no, at the they beginning. No, they needed to talk. They needed to be but there. I miss them. I miss But I love that the crowd 
crowd are basically like us. It even says in the subtitles, everybody's fangirling and telling each other, oh yeah, Fizz and Ozzy are together. Although the ship name that they seem to use in the story seems to be Ozzy Rolly. Well, of course, everybody in the fandom like calls them Fizz Ozzy. But there you go. But that's so stupid. Ozzy Rolly sounds way better. But either way, um, Mammon is kind of, he, he then turns into a snake and coils around Ozzy and he was like, you're going to regret revealing this. I can't do an Australian accent, by the way. Um, so that's odd, giving you a conceit in Australia. <laughs> I know. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to pop out of the uterus like I'm a kangaroo and go woohoo. <laughs> I mean, that would be quite cute. <laughs> and from what I hear, you did. <laughs> um, you were covered in black fur as well. So. I know. I was a very, very ugly baby. I was definitely one of those babies that you look at and go, "Ooh, nice rattle." I was. I just... mean, I've seen buff kangaroos that remind me of you. Oh, what you mean, like um, Tank Girl's boyfriend? I. Know never understood no, no, why you, she was dating a kangaroo. Have you not seen buff kangaroos? Oh, don't. This is making it sound like a furry's blooming oh, no, thing. No, 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 and it's furry. bad it's enough like, that everybody thinks they, that Halliver's a furry show anyway. They have, they, they, they have kangaroos that look like buff men, but with a kangaroo head on. And last but not least, you have... <laughs> <laughs> last but not least, you have... You have um, Fizz, Ozzy and Blitz piling into the limo and you have those two being all snuggly and lovey-dovey. And then Blitz asks a question everybody's been wondering. He's like, oh, so which one are your tops? And then he kind of grins as if he wants them to kind of get him to join in. And Fizz groans and that's the well, end no, of the episode. Just, no, it just sounds like, not like he wants to join in or anything oh, like I that. Oh, I bet you he does. No, he's just being pervy. I mean, come no, on. No, because you know, people used to ask us on the train, like, <laughs> oh, which one goes on top? It's just standard homophobic yeah but blitz isn't a homophobe is he no he's I'm, not i mean he obviously it's a question that people do speculate over when it comes to any same-sex relationship i mean fizz is the unrequited love of his life ozzy is a fine figure of a man I mean, so on, you know even with straight straight and inverted commas relationships people wonder who tops whom like, I don't. Go, it's oh, none I of my business. Him, you know, that sort of thing. Well, that's the case with Millie and Moxie. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> right, and let us get on to my beef. Yes, okay, Give come me on. The phone. She I need has the opinions about this, yeah. I have thoughts, I have opinions, I have strong feelings, and I will not be ignored. Oh, okay. Although, Sorry, at the risk of going or yeah, going don't close. Sound like, and... Don't sound like Creepazoe, because that's apparently the name of um, the biz... Well, Bye. it's not like being a creeper, though. It is being a passionate fan who has watched every fucking episode of this show ever and is doing a podcast even though I'm ill and I'm not getting paid for this. So, you know, Aww. like and subscribe. Maybe we'll get a bit of money. But where is Moxie? Where is Millie? Where is Luna? I am fed up. With all the attention going to side characters. I want my imps and I want my imps front, centre and giving us the laughs. I'm fed up with mopey therapy episodes. Mm. There's enough fucking misery going on in the world. If I wanted misery, I'd watch the news. Mm. You know, I just want to turn my brain off and laugh. Something smart, witty, funny, a little bit gory, but in a good, dark humour kind of way. Like the show used to be. Okay? Well, I still love the show. 
I mean, I, I will always watch it unless they take some really bad turns with the writing and the characterization. But I, I do... I do feel like having it's two... It's a bit Dawson's Creaky. Oh, no. no it, it would Riverdale never be like Dawson's it's, Creek. It's going Riverdale. Oh. It's going oh. Riverdale. As in beautiful to look at, but where's my brain challenge? I, my brain, it needs food. <coughs> my sense of humour, it needs food. Yeah, because I, I, I did feel like Blitz was very much reduced to being kind of like a cameo in his own show. And that that bothered me. I mean, he did manage to do bodyguarding stuff. I mean, he killed the stalker. He killed that hellhound that was humping Gumfizz while he was performing. But otherwise, it... I don't even remember that. <laughs> Where... was that, that was while... Um, this was while um, Fizz was kind of swinging around during um, his um, fuck you number. But otherwise, it did feel like he was very much a spare part to the Fizz and Aussie show. And... It's I, boring. I like Fizz and Ozzy, but not enough that I want to spend 30 minutes in their company. It's boring. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was boring. Oh. But, but it was not it was not what I, I wanted. I think if I'd been waiting three oh. I think if I'd been waiting three months for this episode, I would have been really disappointed. So I'm glad it was released shortly after Oops, because if I'd waited for months and then got this, I would have felt thoroughly let down. Because frankly. It was doing it by numbers. Yeah, beautiful to look at, but Vivzy, you can do that standing on your head. It did feel like an extended music video. Well, not even, no, because I like music videos. It felt more like a Netflix autobiographical show mm. i mean you do realize this is going to be very controversial because this has been the most popular episode of season Look, two so far it's nothing to be controversial about people like what they like people yeah don't like what they this don't is like. our yeah this is our live subjective opinion i thought that there were good bits but everybody's got subjective I opinions do nobody has miss. an objective behave opinion it is impossible so I do miss our leads. I mean, I think this is going to be the last one of the year now. But next is going to Aww. be this. Next is going to be full moon, which will be all about Blitz and Stolas. So hopefully we'll see the other characters as well. well and I don't we'll... want it all to be Blitz and Stolas. I just want some imps. Mm. I want a bit of imp action. <laughs> Without the imps, it's limp. <laughs> oh dear. Well. I think that's... What, does this... We agree to disagree? No, it's not we agree to disagree. I do Ooh. partly agree with you. I mean, I did see more merit in it than you seem to have done, but it was not my favourite, and I did find it very dark in places. It was an uncomfortable watch. I just felt that it was uh, Vivzy trying to avoid paying for therapy. <laughs> I just... Bit. I mean, love you, Vivzy, but it's just... This was... It, it felt like somebody's Me Too confession. Mm, and I just don't find Mammon a charismatic enough villain, particularly if he's going to be the big bad, because all of the other villains, even Krim, have got something about them, but he Well, we know why, what Krim has got about him. Richard, Richard Horvitz. But you know what I yeah. mean? I love that Stella is an evil bimbo. I love that... Andrelfus is like a squishy Disney villain. I love that Stryker is just more and more deranged every time we see him. I, I like all of that, but I just felt other than being a sort of evil, fat, predatory bastard that Mammon had nothing going for him. It just felt like 
they were they wanted Hugh Jackman to play him and couldn't get him. So if they want him to be the final boss, and I'm afraid he does feel feel a bit lacking. Yeah, it's right proper let down, even for a minor boss, a minor villain. Mm. So no offense to Michael Cusack, who played him well and everything. I, I just I don't know. Underwritten. I mean, I suppose there is so only so much you can do with the personification of capitalism. I mean, I guess making him a clown is an interesting touch. And obviously, he's a monster clown. He's not a funny clown. Not that I've ever actually liked clowns in the first place. But then, of course... I mean, to be honest, the casting, I would have expected somebody like Alex Brightonman as Mama. What, even though he's Fizz? No, instead of being Fizz. Mm. I mean, some people said that they thought he would be a weird owl, which I suppose would have made him kind of more likeable and funny. But then I guess seeing how odious he is, you really want him to be likeable and funny. But I just felt... Yes, because he's a villain. I felt both with him and the stalker, I just feel like it kind of squelched the comic mood. I didn't feel like there was enough kind of banter and sight gags and things to make up for... They had two such unpleasant characters in one episode. If you wanted Mammon to be uh, an Austra- Australian charismatic villain who could sing... Kevin Bloody Wilson? No. Pamela Rabe. Ooh, Lady Mammon. I like the thought of that. Yeah. Although I Given do... that she's the closest we've got to Alan Rickman. Although it does give the world's worst twist to the phrase bloody legend which is the ultimate australian compliment because you, bloody legend. you have him calling him a bloody legend in several places but one point when he says it it does sound like you will be a legend as in i will end you you will be history you will be over i think you're over reading it literature student <laughs> yeah i admit i'm a linguist i'm <laughs> like <laughs> But yeah, English lit is my second passion other than cartoons. But I've noticed that we've now spoken for longer than the actual um, episode running time. I get excited. And you had strong opinions that you had to get across. Hey, I can get my strong opinions over in less than two minutes. Well, fair enough. But anyway, so that is everything we've got to say about this particular episode. Um, Bring back Moxie, Millie. Luna or else. Or any of that, yeah. Um next I'm gonna be talking about Undead Girl Murder not Fast. Or else, like not else yeah, isn't the, meaning any harm. I yeah. mean, or else is in or else I'm not gonna watch anymore. I can't be asked to review a show that hasn't got the laughs in it. Okay, fair enough. But anyway, so I'm going to be doing Undead Girl Murder Fast, which I wanted to do as a Halloween episode. Which I keep calling Undead Girl Murder Clusterfuck. But I was full of cold and things happened and so on. But anyway, I'll get on to that. So um everybody have a great halloween happy halloween yeah we love you guys and we hope to speak to you soon bye bye thanks for listening if you've enjoyed this podcast don't forget to subscribe and you can also follow us on social media we are at tentacles not on twitter and on facebook our page is called not just tentacles speak to you soon bye